You know those 10. <laughs> Go ahead. Nothing. Oh. Nothing for you. Why? Why is it that when you get excited to tell me something off the show, you don't bring it on the show? What did that topic have to do with? Uh, a stove. Let's Not hear it. I'm going to stay above. Oh. All right. Okay. Here's what's on the docket today. Saber related. Seven nothing lost to Boston. The fans are irate. Yeah. And we have messages coming into the show that are just, it's like they want answers. They want answers about coaching. They want answers. Where's Tage Thompson? They want answers. Devin Levi. They want answers. Defensive play. They mm -hmm. want answers for why this team is crumbling down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Their words, not mine. I'm just sorry if the well, you know, listen. I mean, uh... fair. And then also at the end, we'll talk about the Quebec League wanting to shut down fighting. Not wanting to. They are banning fighting. We'll talk about that. But okay. go on with the Sabres. Most people that, that are very, very upset right now, there's a lot of haters. I mean, there's a lot of people that are not happy with what's going on. And, you know, this month in general has kind of been, you know, just that up and down emotional type. Since the All-Star break. Well, listen, I mean, they, since they, the, they since lost the Calgary shit kicking after the All-Star break. It's kind of been I'm not even going there. I'm just I'm, telling I'm you. I'm literally sticking in March. Okay, fine. Let's March. just stick in March. Let's not go all the way back. First game in March, March 2nd, they lost 7-1 to one to Boston. Followed up by a massive game, a massive win against Tampa Bay Lightning. Lost a tight one against Edmonton. Lost a tight one against the Islanders. And then just absolutely deconstructed against the Dallas stars and lost 10 to four. I mean, they lost an overtime game against the Rangers. They, they won emotional, a very emotional game against Toronto in Toronto. Then they play Washington. They're up two nothing. Then they're up three to one and everything is fine. And then Washington comes back and scores three goals to tie the game and then wins it in overtime. Very, very tough game. You know, there, there's just, there's the emotional roller coaster that this team in particular are trying to manage. They're trying to manage it. And um, they've had some really, really good hockey games. Can't lose to Philly. And they've had some really tough hockey games. Can't lose to Philly. I don't care. Well, why? What do you mean you can't lose to Philly? It, like everybody just thinks that Philly's shit. No, they're not shit. They're actually playing. Philly's playing some good hockey right now. I I don't think that there's a team in the league that you can say, ah, oh, you know, we uh, we should we should I'm be beating guys. To, the I'm Sabres allowed to say you can't lose to Philadelphia. What are you talking about? Well, you, you can't We're talking say that. about a team that beat Boston and handed Boston one of their one what, one goal. Losses. One, one I game. don't give a shit. They handed Boston. I do. Loss. They beat Tampa Bay. They, they fucking deal. deal. Big deal. You know, they beat Toronto. Arizona, These are the best Arizona teams in the league. Has beaten teams. Arizona has beaten teams. 
So is so is Columbus Blue Jackets. So is Anaheim. Chicago's Chicago's shredding teams right now. That's fucking crazy. So what makes you think right now that the Sabers should should be beating anybody? They're not there. They haven't earned. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. No. Okay. Now you're saying fine. Goddamn right. You're saying fine. Because Boston (laughs) Bruins, if they lose to Philly, then that's unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. You want to know why? Because they've earned the ability to say that. The Sabres haven't earned shit right now. They haven't earned the ability to say, oh, we should be in Chicago. I I do want to counter that for a second. I just want to counter that for one second. You did say that there's not a team in this league that scares you, right? Like you play Toronto. I mean, even Boston's might Boston scares might scares me. There's a lot of teams that scare me. Okay, because there was a I didn't wild... say I didn't say any teams scare me. I feel you said, that team, you said no team worries any you team anymore. In, so any team can Buffalo can beat any team in the league. Period. I'm not going back. I'm not going back in time to just to try to win an argument i i understand what you're saying fine fine they can lose to philly that loss is totally acceptable chalk it up fair fair loss okay move to boston why are we so mad about them losing to boston i mean i, I don't understand it's boston cares if the score is one nothing or seven nothing gives a shit i guess that should be the attitude there too right gives a shit. i don't know you want you want me to answer that I don't know. Do you have Boston, an the last that? two games, they've scored 14 goals and, and the Sabres have scored one. Boston Bruins have also have 111 points. Boston also has the best goals against average in the league. Boston also has multiple players that, that are veteran leaders. Veteran, it's a veteran hockey team that, that they're not going through Don You go listen to Don Granato. After all his all his press conferences, you know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. Everybody's listening to the same thing. He's trying to protect. He's trying to make people understand that this is a process and that this is a very young team and they're going to have major hiccups throughout a season. That's the way it is. Boston doesn't have those. When Montgomery goes to the podium after a loss, he's saying it straight out. We we were not ready. We did not play our best hockey. We're going to move on because I know my team's going to rebound because that's just what they do. They're that good. They're that good. The Sabres aren't right now. The Sabres, the Sabres for many, I'm not going to change my opinion of the Buffalo Sabres season because of the, the month of March, which they, I don't think they've played very well. No, you don't have to. Paige you Thompson. Can, you can, you can, you can throw in. The the question of the overall team defensive play start to finish in the it, entire it's year. It's a struggle. It's an and, absolute struggle. And so, I mean, now listen, I understand. I, I always feel I have to preface a, a comment, which, you know, with making sure everyone understands that I understand what type of player that I was, but I also played for one of the most structure, st- structured defensively minded coaches two of them my only two coaches in the nhl were two of the most brilliant coaches to ever coach in this league mm-hmm. lindy ruff and jacques lemaire yep like 
<laughs> so I've I've seen it firsthand. I I've I've lived it. I've had to accept the rigors of making mistakes within that structure and you know paying the price for it. So I get it. But what's going on? The question of team defense is is coming up. I mean, so we sent out hockey team or otherwise, what's pissing you off today? And we have some great responses, right? I mean, that's kind of open-ended. You got you got football responses. You've got people from other teams responding. You, you know, a lot of Sabres responses. But without picking any specific one out, there's that, you know, I, I don't want to pick. Where's Tage Thompson? Um, coaching decisions. There are coaching decisions that I'm not trying... I'm not trying to to center out Don Granado. I'm just asking questions about the coaching decisions that the fans are asking here. Like like people have an issue with Jordan Greenway playing on the top line. They have an issue with defensive play. Was there a question in there? Or are you just not really? That, that's I'm just kind I'm just of what, to throwing uh, out throwing okay. out where people are are starting to point the finger. Point the finger. Team toughness this, comes up. At this Team point right now, at this point people are right expecting now, Jordan Greenway to fight. <laughs> it's just, where's Tage Thompson? Hasn't scored in three games. There's a lot. These, this is all coming up. That's all I'm saying. These aren't questions. I'm just telling you comments that are being made in our. Okay. Okay. Where, 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 why is Tyson Jost not playing? Why is Victor Olofsson playing? I think you probably started that narrative. It's a lot of people pissed off, man. Greenway on the top line, team defense, Joe sitting out. Feel free to chime I, in. I, I, listen, there's I mean, so much, Craig. There's so much, and 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 listen, I mean, I I, I understand it, and I feel the frustration, and. Uh, I would say this at, at this point right now, if the season ended, if the season ended today, looking back on everything, would I be happy right now with a Sabre season? And my answer that might differ from others is I'm happy with what I've seen from this season. Now, the last 10 games have been real tough for this team. They're two, seven, and one, I think it is, um, they have not played well. They have not got good goaltending. Their defensive play, and I'm just naming the defense in general, have been not good at all. The forwards have not produced offense. Tage Thompson, he's got one goal in 10 games. Rasmus Dahlin has one assist. In 10 games. And he's like minus 14 or something like that in 10 games. Am I unhappy with Tage Thompson's year? No. No. Am I unhappy with Rasmus Dahlin's year? No. No, I'm not. I'm happy with what this team. Here's the thing. I look at the core that is going to move forward with this team, okay? I know who they are going to be. 
And I'm very, very pleased the, with the Quins, the Paterkas, you know, looking at Dylan Cousins. These guys are super young guys. They're they're learning. They're getting yeah, okay, better. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, listen. Like, what no, do you want no. me to? What do you want me to say? You want me to sit there and just throw? Why aren't they getting shoot? better defensively? Why? Why? Uh, why are they not it's, getting better defensively? It's a concern. There's no question about it. And there, there, there's. Why are they not better defensively? Well, you know, listen, I mean, they've got a lot of wild stallions on the back end right now. Okay, so we're so not so, playing defense. Okay, so now is it to a point where where maybe look at what uh, John Cooper did. So who did he sit? Stamkos? Who was he sitting that night? Well, the game against the, the Buffalo Sabres. He ended up sitting hey, start uh, point sitting, guys, man. Kucherov. Start sitting. You don't want to center him out in the media. Center him out in the goddamn game. Center out the players that you see. If if Owen Power's having a, a rough night, set him. Fucking set him. Like, I don't understand. Like, he he is he's not going to fail if you sit him. Why are we so afraid of hurting feelings? Is it because there's so much more media and comments and places for people to chime in and hear different, hear more noise? Like back when there was only like maybe, you know, one or two papers or a few people walking around. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a negative buzz with how he's playing, but, but not nearly what it is now with, with the gremlins that are out there. So like, what is it? You can't tell me that there aren't nights where Owen Power should just be sitting and you go back to you go to five defense and you're just like, look, I got like I don't care that he's first overall. Steven Stamkos was healthy scratched three times his rookie year. Minimum. It was a massive storyline coming out of Tampa Bay. Yeah. So start sitting, guys. If Jordan Greenway's having a rough night just because he's the new guy and you traded for him, are you afraid? Are you afraid of the criticism? Don't judge Jordan Greenway right now after how many games? Judge him after 60 games next year. Not this year. I wouldn't even say 60 games next year. I, I said this the, the minute they got him, and you did not agree with this. Mm-hmm. I definitely had higher expectations for him, sure. But again, I don't know. I, I know the potential. I'm not worried about the player he is now. Yeah. I'm not saying that just because he's not doing what I said that all of a sudden I'm backing off my stance. I, I'm disappointed with him right now, but I see the potential and what he is going to be. So carry on with your point. Yeah, and he's got to work. He's got to work his way into it. He's got to find his game right now. His game, um, you know, in order to help a team in the NHL, he's got to find his game that is going to make him each and every night be a factor. And I don't think he's found that. I think he, I think right now with, with, with watching Jordan Greenway in the last number of games is I don't think that he has an identity. What type of player is he? And the question is, there's a lot of players in this league right now that struggle with finding their identity. Okay. Finding what they can do. They may not want to do it. Here's the problem. They may think that they're a different style of player and they may not want to do what they're actually best at. And I find, 
Um, when I said that it's going to take well, him well, hold some on time a to I mean, figure Alex, out his game. Alex Tuck, for example. Uh, there's a guy that 15 years ago would have been told to use his body like a goddamn wrecking ball. He doesn't. He's a force on the puck because he's big, strong, fast, great skill, but he's not a wrecking ball. He doesn't run guys over on the forecheck. Like his brother, his brother's an animal on the ice. Okay. Alex isn't an animal. And it, and I wonder if Jordan Greenway almost thinks the same kind of way where Jordan Green, I'm I'm okay with that from Tuck. I'm not okay with that from Jordan Greenway. Is that fair? Like, I need Jordan Greenway to run around and finish body checks. I don't need him to fight. I don't care if he fights. I don't want this guy to feel like he has to fight. He may have to fight, but the, the thing about Jordan Greenway is, if you want that from him, you need to add somebody like a Nick Delorier, a, a McDermott, or, or a, like a, a Ryan Reeves. you got to have that guy as well because I don't care how big and strong Greenway is. He shouldn't be relied on to do that if that is even still a thing. But he might think <laughs> fighting. I think Jordan Greenway scares the bejesus out of 60, 70% of the players in the league. That's what I think. If he got angry and played angry and got a little nasty. I think he would scare the bejesus out of 60 to 70%. Now there's going to be another, you know, 15 to 20% that are not scared of them, but just, you know, don't really want to engage with them, but they're not scared of them. And then there's that other, you know, 15% that would love nothing more than to engage physically, whether it's through a fight or whatever, verbal, that they're going to, they're going to love it. They're going to bring it on. Jordan Greenway doesn't understand. He just, he doesn't. And he, I don't think he's been coached. He's not been coached. Did, did they, did they sit down with him and say, listen, we got you from Minnesota. These are our strengths on our team. These are our weaknesses on our team. There's opportunity for you to be very successful, but you have to play a certain style and we want you to be this type of player. I don't think they had that conversation. I don't think they had that conversation at all. Okay, and they so should, he, and they should have the conversation. But it, wouldn't it wouldn't it be understood? I mean, no, no. You don't players nowadays are asked. not. They're they're. Uh, everybody thinks that they're a goal scorer. Everybody thinks that they're a playmaker. Everybody wants the big contract. They want the eight year deal that's going to pay them a shit ton of money. They all want. They're all you know have this entitlement to them that I want to be this player so I get paid the most money. And there's a lot of players that will go through their career and not reach their potential because they have not figured out what it is that makes them highly in successful. Fairness. In, in fairness, I was a physical player. I had a shoulder issue in my second year in the American Hockey League, and I had had shoulder issues in the NHL and stuff, but I mean, not as bad. Okay. And it completely affected how I played the game, how I played my game. It completely affected it. 
And I don't care if I played three minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes in the minors or whatever it was, more on average, probably six, mm-hmm. six minutes a night in the American League, seven minutes, eight minutes, somewhere in there. It completely affected how I played and how I fought. I even fought with a fucking shoulder brace on. And I can tell you what, there's no worse feeling in a fight than being that vulnerable. Okay. And I'm, my, I played and I'm my second four, year in Buffalo and with I'm a six, four, two, I was two twenty five at the time, strong, confident fighter, hated it, but confident fighter. And it was, it was very, it was very bad. What's your point? He had shoulder surgery. I, I don't know how, how he's feeling. So I'm so so while I had high expectations for him this year, I am more looking forward to a long off season of extremely hard work, get himself in the best shape possible. Yeah. Come back to training camp next year and and be but he needs to finish this year off, obviously, and get a feel for this team and the city and everything, get acclimated. But that's all I'm saying about Jordan Greenway. Yeah, is, everybody's shitting on uh, you know Don Granado's decision to put Jordan Greenway on the first line with Tage Thompson and Tuck. I I've said this from day one. I would not change Tuck, Skinner, or Thompson. They play they play exceptionally well together. There you go. I got one. There's your one today. We need one every day. They're and and I mean they they have chemistry and they're playing well and and they, they deserve to play together. I would not change the top line. You want to do anything else on the other three lines, have at it. Do what you need to do. But I wouldn't be changing the top line at all. Jordan Greenway is going to get different looks on different lines. This is about trying to figure out not only now but things for next year. Um. Guys are earning positions as we speak. Like we we don't know. So Listen, I, I'm not. The sky's not falling for me. Like everyone else. Okay. So the last three games, that top line has produced zero points. Yeah. Three games. I, I just told you, Tage Tage Thompson, who's got 87 points right now, who's absolutely shredding it, has one goal. He has one point in ten games. One. It's 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 the struggle is real and no here's, one here's he has one goal in ten games is is more than one point. He, okay, what does he have for points? Sorry, uh, I don't know. Uh, two, three, five, six, seven, seven points in the last ten games. Yeah, good yes. for him. One goal. Yeah, one goal. You know, I, I I asked this question too, and this and this was after you know I watched the Boston game twice. Okay, I watched it live, and then I watched it. Uh, I watched it the next uh, the next morning, and uh, this was this was a thought that came into my mind. And you you can tell me if I'm absolutely crazy, if I'm overthinking things, but to me watching this team play 
we we can point out the easy things that you know they really struggle defensively right now um they're not producing offensively right now there's a lot of breakdowns top players aren't playing great but i it looked like to me that this team is super fatigued and that could come from not only physical fatigue okay the physical fatigue for a lot of these players guys like you know um Jack Quinn or Paterka or Owen Power these players have not played a schedule like this in their lives it's demanding not only mentally but physically they've put a lot into this year they've had some ups and they've had downs but it's been a long grind for the very for the youngest team in the league the youngest team in the league i was sitting there and like okay things are going to go wrong things are happening who who do you rely on who do you rely on this team is going for a big shit okay 10 games they've been on a bit of a skid they're 7 2 and 1 who are you relying on, Petey? Thompson, Tuck, Skinner. Stop. Who are you relying on? Leadership-wise. Where are the leaders? Tuck, the... Skinner. Like, what do you no, mean leadership-wise? No, what? Come on. You're gonna you're 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 looking at you're looking at Ocposo. Yeah. You're looking okay. at a 30-year-old Zemgus Gergensen. You're looking at a 26-year-old Tuck. Who else? Well, what about Skinner? He's been in the league for... Fucking Skinner. You don't even start. I, 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 I'm I, having a good day. I'm having a really good fucking day. And Jeff Skinner, <laughs> Jeff Skinner has had an absolutely insanely good season. I'm very pleased. Don't fucking make me get angry here. But holy shit balls, man. He is not the guy that we're fucking talking about for leadership on this team. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll steer you away. Well, I just named three guys. Just name three guys. Poso, Gergensen, Tuck. Who else? Who else are we looking at? Yeah, keep going through the lineup. Greg Anderson. Was it unfair because he's a good? Well, I don't understand. Why are you shaking your head? He doesn't count all of a sudden? Goal, goalies stay in the lane, man. Goalies oh, stay in their lane. They got a fucking on. job to do. No, stay in your lane. No, and, he's and part mentor. Got to- he's got to be. No, he's got to step out of that because it's, you know, clearly... <laughs> Clearly, I would I would agree with you if they were playing him the way they should be playing him. I would agree with you, but they're not, so he has to be that way. But they're not, so he he should be playing every game. I I, I don't get this, but you don't want to make me angry today. Let's let's stay away from that discussion. Okay, it's not really an angry discussion type thing. I'll I'll grant you the uh, the you know the Craig Anderson, but what I'm trying to say is there's not. There's not a lot of leadership on this team. It's a very, very, very young team. And we're not going to Rasmus Dahlin, okay? I don't want to hear just because he's wearing an A on his jersey that he's all of a sudden Don Grinnell is going to step up and say, oh, he's really showing great leadership. He's 22. He's only learned how to lose in this organization. It's been five years. Yeah, hey, you're starting to take this conversation yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not taking the conversation in a negative way. I'm just saying that the team is very young. Okay, 
And this does not surprise me. And here's the thing. Everybody needs to stop about the skies falling. You know, they're blah, blah, blah. No, there's, they're, they're what, how many points are they out of playoff spot right now? Well, the, it's, it's a lot. No, no, no. So I've been I'm reading on the Twitter, and the Twitter geniuses are all like, "They're a hundred percent out. The season's over." And I'm well, they're myself, six points back on uh, are from Pittsburgh. Okay, they're seventy two. Pittsburgh's at seventy eight. Their games are even. Florida's at seventy seven. Their games are even. Washington, they have two games in hand. They're one. I'm not worried about Washington, really. They uh, That game would have been huge. You just look at the won. two wild cards. You have the Islanders, who have 80 points. They have 71 games played. Buffalo wins and, the next two games. They're at 76 <laughs> points and four points behind. Yeah, they, like, you know, they, are you, they play are you Nashville, who just got absolutely whipped by the Rangers. I'm saying th- this team's far from out of it. They're not out of it. No, they're not far. They're closer to being out than they are to being in. Obviously. Listen, I mean, when you're looking up and you've got teams ahead of you and they're in better positions, but let me tell you something. Things can change. Like, Like I said before, we are this, this whole fan base is like a yo-yo right now. We're dealing with these emotions that we haven't dealt, we haven't dealt with in 10 years. We haven't had a team. We haven't had a team that's been in, a conversation about making the playoffs in over 10 years. And now we're dealing with all these emotions that we're like yo-yos, man. One well, week. The Rangers we, did the Rangers did Buffalo a favor on Saturday, spanking Pittsburgh. Yep. And no, what was the that Islanders, score? The Islanders, what was that score? The Islanders beat the Sharks. Uh six nothing. Six nothing. Yeah. Six nothing. Panthers beat the Devils, which doesn't help Buffalo. And then uh, yesterday there were no games with any kind of ramifications toward the Sabres at all. Actually, that might not be true. Uh, no, yeah. Actually, Wild beat the, the Sabres. Have, the Sabres have very up. clearly dropped the ball on many of their games in the last little while. Um, but I look uh, at it knowing that we had an insanely difficult schedule in the month of, in the month of March. And they, they faltered. Okay. It doesn't mean they're out. They can still find their game. And, and we as an organization, as a fan base, everybody that watches the blue and gold are watching a team that is trying to make the playoffs. Well, and they're still there. There's six points. Th- there's out. a massive game tonight. The Senators play in Pittsburgh. If the Senators lose this game, their season's pretty much over. Because this is, you know, this would that's what how I feel. This is the Senators season on the line tonight. Okay. I'll tell and, you, if there's ever, if you've ever wanted to cheer for the Ottawa Senators, here is your night. <laughs> Please go and watch the game and and sit there. I don't your, know though. Is that who you with, want to win? That that's vote? a. Oh my god! Any team that's ahead of you, you want to lose. Okay. You want Ottawa in the biggest of ways. Yeah, because I would give you a game in hand oh, in Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I would, so and then also Detroit plays Florida. That's another one. Uh, and and obviously you're praying to the Lord above that Detroit comes out and has a game because. Detroit is a is a team that has very much been 
like Buffalo in the sense that they they can they can really play some great hockey, but they're really inconsistent. They they can still they could still squeak. They're at 68 games. They win tonight against Florida and Pittsburgh loses. That puts them at 71. Puts them exactly where Ottawa is right now. Like the Sabres need to go on like an eight game winning streak. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be in the playoffs if they do it. Nashville, New Jersey at the Islanders, Montreal Rangers are your next. Who's at the Islanders? Buffalo. Tomorrow night, Nashville at home. Friday night, New Jersey at home. Saturday in Long Island, 5 p.m. So two yep. games within within 24 hours. There you go. Win those three games, and uh, this this whole thing will look completely different. And they're all winning winnable games, like and, the and they're great games because the Nashville well. Nashville Predators are in a massive playoff hunt too in the West. They're gonna bring a game. They're at 68 games yes. played at and 76 points, and you have Winnipeg 71 games played, 81 points. It's a it's, massive, it, massive for game. Buffalo and Nashville. And Nashville. Got, Nashville got spanked yesterday by the Rangers, seven nothing, seven nothing. Yep. yep. It's been a fun, you know what? It's been a fun uh, run here the last couple of weeks with watching but the league are, and the standings, like yo-yos. But again, how are we? How are we sitting here? The sky is falling, and we've got to change John, uh, Don Granado because his coaching. And uh, you Who know, said change Don Granado. Oh, well, I what? People have said fire the coach. They they're not happy with Don Granado. They're not happy with Don Granado that uh, they put Jordan Greenway on the first line. That's number one. They're not happy with Don Granado system of defense. They're not happy with Don Granado. Listen, I mean. This team has not played well in the last. It is kind of tough for weeks. a coach to move to change up the top line, regardless of their performance, and then have to put them back anyway because it doesn't work. That's, Listen, I mean, that's you have Cage tough... Thompson that has not. He's got one goal in ten games. You have to do something. This that that's not a bad idea of putting Jordan Greenway on the left side with Tuck and Thompson. That's not a bad idea. But it makes for a holy shit ball second line with Casey Middlestat, Olafson, and Skinner, who probably are going to struggle defensively because all three of them are not, you know, I would not say defensive minded players. And then you have the rookie line with Paterka and Quinn that are going to lose coverage, lose positioning on the ice, and because they're not structured, they're they haven't figured it out because they're 20 and 21 years old yeah and they're gonna get better Devin levi watch were you surprised he signed uh no not at all uh, i i'm not surprised at all the one thing that's going to be very interesting to see is if the sabers allow this kid to play a game and burn a year. Which probably is part of the 
it, it's probably part of the negotiation because apparently you got all the bonuses and everything are maxed out. It's like one of the best contracts that you can get. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they put him in the lineup. They have three goaltenders right now. Why would you want to put that goaltender needs to be in the minors. He needs to be in the minors. That's just, that's my thought, but they're probably going to bow down. No, play him. Play him. And you know when I would play him? You know the first game I'd give him? Saturday at Long Island. (laughs) Hey, kid. You want the limelight? Here you go. You like the idea of burning a year with one game? Gives a shit. What's he going to do in the two years after that? What's going to happen? What's he going to go from? 925 to five and a half, six million? He's number one? Okay. It's fine. Big deal. That's what you pay starting. It's what they're paying Markstrom in uh, Calgary. And now, you know, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. He's, you know, not a great game the other night. Yeah. Um, listen, I wouldn't be playing um, any games in the NHL. It's my opinion. I yeah, know you're people, a hard ass, though. You got to lose that mindset. People are super excited to see this kid because he has been built up. So what are you afraid of? Like that he's their patience, the second... their patience level won't allow him to get shelled. Ryan Miller got absolutely smoked early on. He it's needs to get point. smoked. Get that it's feeling the out point. of the way. You do things right with these players. Okay. This young man is 21 years old. He's coming out of college. He's been one of the best college goaltenders in the history of the game. Okay. There's nothing wrong with getting him in the minors and having him play as many games as you can to the end of the season. You get pro hockey. You get. No, no, no. No, I disagree completely. Okay. I disagree completely and wholeheartedly. I want to see him in the NHL right away. Apparently he's one of the most athletic goalies we've Listen, ever seen. The, 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 the silver spoon, the shiny, the shiny new toy. What's the silver exactly spoon, what, man? Like I wouldn't fucking put him in the lineup and have him get absolutely shelled with how do you all know he's the gonna fucking get shelled? shitty defensive play that I've seen. Okay. The, maybe. Are you kidding me, man? Uh, you got me You're going to put him in the lineup. A young kid who went from college where these kids are, they're not even close. A college kid is not even close to the NHL pace. Shouldn't say that. Hold on. Hold on so people don't lose their shit. There are the top D1 hockey player in each team, the top one or two players can play pro, can play pro, pro American League or NHL. What about the other 18 guys? They're not NHL guys. They don't skate like NHL guys. They don't pass like NHL guys. They don't think like NHL guys. Their bodies are not like NHL guys. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to have this kid who's played very well in D1, who's 21 years old, and you're just going to take him and you're going to put him in a lineup with a team that struggles defensively. 
No, there's no rush for this young man. Let him go get some pro games in the minors. Let him go down there and feel the pro game. It's going to be a lot faster. The shots are coming harder. The Was guys are going to the net. Had with him. Yeah, and I and I bet you a million dollars that they basically just said, you know what? Yes, we'll, we're we're going to get you in a game because that's what you're asking for. We're going to get you in a game. I I wouldn't be surprised if they said yes. We'll we'll give you what you want. But you got to get up to speed. You hear Kevin Adams talking about, let's get this guy up to speed. Let's get once he's up to speed, we'll see what happens. Well, you know what? No, that's that's me hearing that he's probably going to play a game with the Sabres this year. For me, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't have him in Buffalo. I wouldn't have him practicing in Buffalo. I wouldn't have him anywhere near this. Well, team. you really, you wouldn't really. Okay. Well, tomorrow night, Rochester Americans play against uh, the Syracuse crunch at home. And then they play Friday at home against Hershey Saturday. So they got a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Welcome to the American league kid. Yep. I probably wouldn't play him in any one of those games. I'd want the kid to get acclimated, not to, not to hear in Buffalo. We already have three goaltenders here in Buffalo, which is too many. I would want him to go to the minors. I'd want him to, you know, get to know the group down there, the group that he's going to be playing with in the future. Okay. I would want him to get to know the Rochester. I'd want him to get to know the team, the building. I'd want him to practice with that team. I'd want to, I want him to practice with the team for a week. And if you feel comfortable, if Seth Appert feels comfortable, then you get this kid in the game and you let him run. Get him as many games in the minors in pro hockey as you can. Then all of a sudden you have your, your, your camps in the summertime, your, your rookie camps in the summertime, you bring him in early to Montreal or to Buffalo, have him practice all that kind of stuff. You get him ready and you, and you, you don't need to give him, you know, games in the NHL right now, have him earn. He's, he's earned everything that this, this young man's gotten. So just so you know, he's uh, addressing the media, uh, basically just said, I just felt my in my heart that I wanted to be a Sabre, and I'm so happy to be here. Does that sound like he's going anywhere? Jordan Greenway is day-to-day with an upper body injury. So just some... So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's an exciting team to watch. I only give my opinion on on my time as, as a player that was drafted to someone who signed in his first NHL contract, someone who went through the minors for a couple years, had to earn everything that I got. I got into the NHL and now it's, I am not going back to the minors and I worked harder than possible in the summertime. I worked harder. I always felt, I always felt deep down inside that there was someone training harder than me, which pushed me beyond 
And I think these young guys nowadays have a much easier path to this league. And I don't think that that should happen. I think you need to earn your stripes. And there's nothing wrong with putting that young man in the minors to play pro hockey. Pro hockey. That's that's all I'm saying. But I wouldn't, I'm excited. I'm just as excited to see this kid as everybody else. I want to see him play a game. I am going to be glued to the screen when this kid plays his first game. I cannot wait. All I've heard from the minute that uh, Sam Reinhardt got traded for this kid. This kid is the second coming of Dominic Hasek with the way that everybody talks about him. And for me, for me, I'm excited. I'm excited um, to see him play. I'm really excited to see him play um, just like everyone else, but I can be patient. I can be patient. Maybe what you do is you get uh, who's the draft pick they got from Florida. The first who'd they get? Who was the other pick they they got for um, Sam Reinhart? Nobody. It was just the first pick. It was it was Devin Levi. No, they got a first round pick. It was this year in the draft, wasn't it? Coolidge. Or the other guy. It was the yeah. 20, I th- um it was the twenty something pick overall. Who was it? It was uh Yuri Kulich. I think he was he was from Florida. Because they had three first rounders from Florida. Maybe you get him in the lineup and Levi in the same game and have the Sam Reinhardt return. All in the same, all <laughs> all in the lineup. Good talking to you. It's just, it's interesting because Yari Kulich was, I don't think he was the pick, but maybe he was, maybe that was, I think you're wrong in your, uh, I think it was Sam Reinhart was traded for Devin Levi. There's no first rounder with that. It was just Devin Levi was the trade. I'm certain of it. You are absolutely right, and I'm going to apologize to you and your hockey knowledge. Fucking Evan what Levi and, yes. and the first-round pick, which yeah. was Florida number 28, Yari Coolidge. Good for you, young buck. God damn it. You're good. You know what's amazing? You know what's amazing? To think, is my, to think my, we got Devin Levi and Yari Coolidge for Sam Reinhardt. Listen. I swear to you, I was so confident. I never wavered. I was so confident. I was like, I'm going to find this out, even though it's painful to listen to. And I'm not going to edit that part out because coming to that conclusion, God, stick to your stick to your guns, people. That's that's the truth. If you feel strongly about something, stick to it because I knew I was right. It's nice to hear you say that. Thank you for the correction. Get him in the lineup the same night. He's having a good year in Roch, isn't he? He's got like 30, some 18 goals or 20 goals or something. Yeah, he's coming along nicely. You know, again, you, you got to realize with uh, with uh, Yari Kulich, he's 18 years old, 18 years old playing pro hockey. I mean, that in itself is, um, that's tough. That's tough. 18 years old. I mean, most kids at 18 years old are playing um, Where was he playing last he, year? Wasn't he playing pro in the in Slovakia or something? He was 
all over the board last year. Um, he played in in Czech in in the in the big league, but he was. I mean, he played in the Ivan Halenka uh, Gretzky Cup. He played in the World Juniors. Uh, the world juniors. I mean, he was all over the place. Yeah, but international he played, he played 50 games in the Czech league, in the Czech yes. pro league. That's right. So, I mean, he's, he's already played pro. He's got 18 goals and 36 points he's playing with guys that are 30, 36. He's playing with, uh, Lucas Pulpin. You ever heard of him? Me neither. 36 years old. Oh, who's this 38 years old on his team. 38 years old. Never kissed a girl. Yaroslav Krakic. You ever heard of him? Me neither. 38 years old. Is this guy 31? Martin Rohan. Don't mess with the Rohan. Jesus, he's played over there a long time. Same team. Crazy. He's played with men before. He's already a pro. Good stuff. Okay. He's gonna be he's gonna be one to watch. Now I I I, I believe that he needs Maybe another year. You're not giving him a game started. in a week or so, and they're officially out. Uh, if if I mean I say that mm-hmm. that's brutal. I would say I would say probably not, but I mean, it. Uh, you know he he's in, he's a very interesting prospect. I mean, very interesting. He just needs to continue. He's only 18. He's 18 years old. He's going to probably spend another year, full year in the minors. And you want him to t- make the next step, take the next step, you know, turn that 18 goals and 36 points in 51 games into over a point a game where you're, you know, you're really taking uh, another jump offensively, but also the overall game. So, I mean, he's going to be something special. I think he's going to be a really, yeah, really good well- player. Uh, he's missed some games too, so he's probably been banged up. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at The Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.